<laughs> no one book. And still, it's like I'm the last of the real. It's like I'm the last of the. Real. So you, if you teach French and Spanish, is it so like secondary school students or? Yeah, secondary of two sixth form. Okay. Yeah. And it's just all, yeah one school. Uh, at the moment, no. I want the flexibility, so I'm doing supply teaching. But because I'm qualified, I'm quite a good teacher. So okay. through that, I've been able to now elevate my status and just you know get more for the value that I give. It's just all a hustle. To I need to show my face. Everything has been quite brand new for me. I've only started. I moved back to London like March, so my whole life really mm. started since March, as you know me right now. Oh. Yeah. Okay, we're ready. We're recording live. Ready. Ready. Cool. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. How are you? How are you? How you been? Uh, happy, blessed, highly favored. Yeah. My best life always. So just quickly going on from what you're saying. So you just you came back here in March. This was it this year. Yes. Okay. Well, March 2022 now. Okay. Um, I moved back to London, started a whole new job, a mm. new journey completely because I'd just mm. come out of a breakup. So mm. I needed time okay. to heal. Took a couple of months out and then I came back and since then just everything has been up, 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 up. Good, like, good, good, good. That's what we like it's to like hear. Magic. Yeah. It's like magic. It's amazing. I could do that face again since seeing us in a new, new room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where were you living before? So I lived in London in a relationship and then I we broke it off and I went back to Norfolk, the countryside. Oh. So I'd stay with my mom for a little bit, you know, get my affairs in order, mm. clear up my mind a little bit and then I came back. And then it's like I said, it's been magical. Literally, everything Good. that I've wanted has just come true, and even things that I didn't know were gonna come came, like the Andrew Tate interview, mm-hmm. even put, being on Pulse podcast. It was all by chance, but divine timing. Must be quite intimidating to see your like ex next to Andrew Tate. Do you know what I think? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the best revenge yeah. is a good blow up. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah my yeah, face yeah. is gonna be flooding yeah, every yeah. screen. <laughs> no matter how much you wanna run, I'm there. <laughs> Breathe air. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What was what was he like? What was Andrew Tay like? Do you know what he? Before the interview, I was like, people saying, "I'll do some research because you need to go prepared." Everyone was hyping up the fact that I'm sitting Ah. down with Andrew Tate, and I said, "Listen, you wanted? I wanted to go free. I didn't do any research on him before, and I said, the only difference between me and Andrew Tate is that he's got a lot of money and a lot more like." exposure than i do but other than that i've studied all my life for moments like this professionally is what i do and personally i also speak from experience so i went into that super confident and me and him ended up just having like nice conversation uh before the show he's really cool i asked him about where he was from i asked about him in luton (laughs) because you know he's a british boy he's from luton from luton that's so weird yeah he, he still says water here and there, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really, to be honest, he was really cool um, when I met him, but I was disappointed afterwards, after the, the interview, there was, um, he got arrested. And through that, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 it brought up conversations that I should have had before, but I didn't because I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And there were some videos I didn't like to see, so I retracted my comments and I said, you know what, I, I, I don't. I take back anything that I've said that is good about him. He does not deserve my respect because the mm. things that I saw go completely against what I stand yeah, yeah. for as a woman mm-hmm. and as a personality. So mm. other than that, he was cool. He's all right. I just you hope know. he just behind the scenes, behind the mask. I just hope that he is as nice as he shows he himself to be. And how, how did how did she get him on? What's her name again? Pearl. That's a, yeah. How did she get him on? 
Pearl is a G. Pearl is a G. She's a top G. Yeah, she's she, that one there. She's a top G. She she conquered the digital world, especially on YouTube, mm. with content that is very niche for a woman to do. So mm. she's a woman that kind of stands with the with the boys mm. and is super against the, the girls mm. unless they fit they fit the model that she's going for. Mm. Um, so of course you can imagine that's gathering the attention of a lot of men, especially men of the kind of Andrew Tate and all of these podcasts that they do the whole red pill movement. And that's really how they got in touch. They actually got in touch with her, I believe. So Mm. that says a lot. So she's doing really well. She's just reached uh, 1 million subscribers. She's obviously over 1 million subscribers now. Her growth has been rapid and I'm happy that she put me at the forefront of things as well with her. Mm. Great support. It's been fab. She's awesome. How did you start doing that? How did you start getting to the forefront of like podcasting and having something <laughs> to say? <laughs> so first, it all started with Castillo and Cloud yeah, Chasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And then that kind of gave me a little bit of notoriety, you know, mm. because, oh, who's this girl that sat down with Castillo? And mm. the title was Get Castillo Gets Flirty. I managed to be the only one that really kind of controlled the conversation with him mm. because it's quite a, new, a unique and powerful character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I first got into it but then after to pearly show it was really like a random one i was scrolling through the internet and sarah garvey you know the the black don the the bold one the one that wants to be the new british kevin samuels him yeah he said something about the fact that he said something along the lines of women shouldn't run societies me i did politics i studied all of this i know my personality and i actually have a dream of working in politics of being a diplomat or some sort of political or public figure like that and so i messaged him i said your problem is that you don't have a beautiful woman with intelligence to tell you the true facts get me on my show and you'll see what happens and he said, yeah, cool, come on. And that was Pearl's show, and that was the first time. That was the first time I came on, and I told them that I'm an 8.5 out of 10. They laughed at me. They tried to ridicule me. That was, that was like, the shock factor. They were trying to, like, put me into the whole oh, intelligence, yeah. masculinity, you're not submissive. They tried to kind of, like, paint a picture of who they thought I was. And then the more I've been on the show is the more people get to see there's more to this girl. And mm-hmm. that curiosity and shock actor i guess and there was like a domino effect yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why then i ended up with andrew tate because i'm capable mm. and i'm different okay so that's how i became all of this. and how was it on grilling with castillo it was really cool you know yeah. um this is the thing when you've dealt with beasts in mm. your life yeah, yeah, yeah you're not you're no longer afraid of anything that's put in front of you you're mm. always ready and castillo for me was just like any other guy but he's just extra cheeky and i've got like I'm a pro I are handling cheeky guys with a smile. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's it. And so with him, it was just the same thing. Sit down in front of a guy mm-hmm. who's obviously going to try and say vulgar things to mm-hmm. get me out of my comfort zone, who uh, will definitely be attracted to me. I know, like, you know, and yeah, and be impressed by the fact that I don't speak like most girls, especially on these type of shows. Dating shows don't usually have a lot of girls that mm-hmm. traditionally have that substance. And, you know, normally it's just mm-hmm. more like pretty girls that don't have too much to say so mm. i came and i you know i shocked him a little bit i just i know i know you don't want to touch heavily on relationships but i'm just so cu- fine. i'm go. so curious to know <laughs> let's go ask what, me what, what do you think is like the main main problem with relationships in today's society what's like the main you've been on these interviews mm. and podcasts but it's like if you had to just summarize like what is like the main problem today i would say is unsubstantiated entitlement 
And okay. what I mean by that is people want a lot of things, people demand and expect a lot of things, but they don't do the work mm. with themselves to deserve what it is that they're demanding for. Mm. So I think that a lot of men are demanding for a certain level of respect that they're just not going to get because you're meant to be a provider and a protector, but a woman can provide for herself. So now you can't just be a provider and protector. You need to evolve yourself. You need to probably be more emotionally aware, you know, a bit smarter, a bit more composed, mm-hmm. a bit more confident in other things, you know, be a bit more like intellectually different. That's the only thing that men need to do now to build themselves to get to a stage of being provided and protected with respect. And as a woman, you need to be independent. You need to go and get your bag. You need to be responsible. You need to be selective and exclusive. And a lot of girls don't have those attributes and they're demanding for loyalty from a man and the ultimate prince charming sort of experience that you're just not going to get because you didn't work hard enough to be that woman. So most both people, both sides right now are just too entitled and they don't know what, what hard work mm. on yourself actually means. That's the mm. problem, I think. And what do you think, it, what, what does it mean to be like a, a woman today? I was it, what does it mean to be a man? But like from your perspective, what does it mean to be like a woman today? In today's age, mm. I think there's no such thing as modern woman. I think there's an okay. evolved woman. Mm. Society has changed. And as a woman, you're no longer... Um, it's no longer kind of acceptable for you to be the little pretty princess that sits yeah. in the corner waiting for Prince Charming to save her. Mm. The damsel in distress does not no longer works in the world of today. Mm. Today, as a woman, you have to be able to be feminine and still embody, you know, that ideal visual of a housewife, of a traditional wife, mm. and things like this with respect and in and exclusivity, some sort of level of purity. But purity doesn't mean virginity. Mm. Purity, in my opinion, means being selective and exclusive. And I think that's what it means. As a woman, you need to be exclusive, mm. you need to be powerful, and you need to be feminine, you know? Mm. And that's it. And work on yourself in terms of insecurities. You don't have to be the most beautiful, but you have to be fresh and clean, at least. You mm. know what I mean? And mm. I think that's what it means to be a woman nowadays. And what about the man? That was, was like the ideal... I would say for the man, it's a man that has discipline, you Mm. know, a man that is invested in building himself up to be the king that he wants to be. And I think that's what makes a man today. Mm. And he needs to, and to be that guy, he needs to be able to have composure in the face of stress. Mm. Because guy's main problem for me, I think, is stress. That comes from competition. That comes from being a hustler. And if you don't have that internal composure, you're not going to be a man. You're just going to be another hot mess that the moment you get into a relationship, your whole ego is going to mess up the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So men need to work on their egos. And that involves a lot of, you know, hard work on yourself. Mm. I'm just relating to the relationship. I wanted to ask. Mm. Even alongside, you have to, like a man and a woman nowadays, okay, okay there's a lot of entitlement and ego. There's ego flowing around. Yes. So what about sort of the beauty side is there sort of any standards to look a certain way nowadays hmm. is there like standard that is there like a standard now nowadays where it's like you have to look a certain way yeah definitely i or, mean or even even to make it easier for you do you feel pressured for yourself to look a certain way nowadays okay i think that definitely there hmm. are standards and you know social media is amplifying these standards and making them be so you know yeah. um necessary you know and usually it's kind of like the cloning of kylie jenner the cloning of like uh the hottest hip-hop style now there's probably be like a cardi b or Mm. megan style that tends to be nowadays the beauty standard Mm. and 
there is pressure on a lot of girls. There are there is pressure on a lot of women that are not naturally gifted or naturally blessed with certain beauty traits, mm. right? So of course, there's that's why there's been a huge rise in plastic surgery, mm. you know, fillers, like all of this cosmetic stuff. Great, but for me, the reason why I don't feel that sort of pressure is because. I feel very blessed to have a very simple and natural beauty. Mm. I am not um, ashamed of my body. I did sport when I was younger, so my muscle memory is actually quite good. I'm happy with my figure. I'm not perfect. My body's not perfect. I have stretch marks here and there, some cellulite, a little bit of a roll here and there. It's fine. Yeah, see, it's all normal. It's no big deal. It's really not a big deal. You don't have you don't to hear be that. perfect. Guys love a little bit of me to grab, you know, you need to the, uh, mm. so <laughs> it's okay. It's not too bad. And I think girls need to really just understand that what makes you attractive to a man, it isn't really what you look like anyway, it's what's between your legs. So the moment that you got, you've got something between your legs, the pum pum, that's perfect. That's a starting point. The rest is just you owning yourself and keeping it clean mm. and fresh and as natural as possible, I think. But where does that stem from? What's that, what's that, what's like the whole, this whole makeup, the whole BBL type of surgery? Is that just on based on the people they look up to on social media or mm. media? Or is that just how, I don't know, how guys I idealize women nowadays and how they see them? Like Yeah, I think it comes from like two different places. It comes from mm. the type of women that the most successful men are going for mm. and so for example if you see a lot of these rap stars like even started with Kanye West and Kim Kardashian yeah, 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 you yeah. see all of a sudden when Kanye West entered that family every single woman in that family had a body had like the yeah, yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. even now you see that he has left every single Kardashian is now skinny as hell again Have yes you see what I mean because the trend comes from Whoa. what hip-hop will tell you is good. Because hip-hop is the reigning genre or the reigning kind of like cultural um, influencer. So I think that it comes from those type of things, the people that choose the women to be in the forefront of those images. And then obviously it comes from the people that promote this. And again, it will come down to uh, any kind of money and investment from any powers that be that benefit from people having surgery that benefit from um, insecurity and beauty you know what i mean there's so much of that and that's why people like for example rihanna have come into the beauty industry with diversity forget about all these bbls and what you need to look like and she made a lot of money because that's really where beauty beauty lies beauty lies in your differences but there's a push for mass mainstream media to say ah uh, you need to have the bbl there's this completely flat stomach like i'm not gonna lie mm. i don't know where all these girls have got such big bums and completely flat stomachs. yeah and like where that. did you find these doctors i'm yes. asking for a friend and not only that some of these <laughs> doctors are good and some of them are terrible sometimes when you're walking around in the street and you yeah. see some of these girls with bbls like in person yeah. when i see it and i see the exaggeration of the body mm. as a woman it scares me number one and it doesn't look attractive because when you see that naked, it's different. It's so in different. clothes, it, it looks amazing. So different. When it's naked, it looks like, like alien and abnormal. But that's also pretty scary how, as soon as Kanye left, the family got... Yes. I'm bro, it's I, it just hit me. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. went like this. As soon as the, the source of Kanye West, the source of hip-hop that, wow. that champions black women that have meat and the jiggle is great. Yeah, and he, he, he took that away. He took away um, hip-hop. 
um, from that name, from the mainstream machine that is the Kardashians, yeah. and they've lost the source again. And that's why they're relying again on having to be skinny and fit into that world of, of high fashion because that's the only thing that's going to keep them relevant. Because in terms of source and swagger and that innovative sort of image, they've lost it through Kanye leaving. And they'll never get it again. But why wouldn't they just continue that? But that's just a random question. Why, why wouldn't they just like just continue being the same? Because source is something is that it, is, yeah. is, it comes from the person. You can't mm. buy it. You can't imitate it. And I think that the Kardashians now, they feel almost like, because it wasn't in their heart from the beginning. As soon mm. as he left, they didn't feel the need to want to be big and curvaceous anymore they black people are not looking into the kardashians as you, much you need, you need like not reassurance but you want you want the validation validation that's yes. it you want you want to feel valued like if, if you're doing it correctly or if you want to they, didn't, they ain't got the, that no more yeah 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 they don't they've that's lost it so crazy that's weird mm -hmm. and that's how things work and that's why i say like if guys want to resolve the whole um loose girl sort of movement if they want to resolve that they need to stop going for women that look like that because every single girl mm. that will be interested in a guide she'll go through his following mm. list and see the type of girls that are on there if she sees all of these bbl type of girls she's going to assume but this is what every guy likes bbl and i don't have it my body is not good so i'm insecure then i'm gonna go cut myself up get scars all over my body to mm. fulfill an image that in about five to ten years is not gonna be the same you're gonna hate your body because the trend will shift to something else, depending on who says that is what is attractive, what is sexy. So you just want to stay natural. Look at, for example, people like Rihanna. She's beautiful because she's got the most natural look. And I don't think she's fully natural. There'll be treatments and things she does, but she's got the most natural feel to her. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I think is beauty, the nature of things. You know, she also made, you know, the Fenty Beauty stuff respects. She even made like... Um, make it for black people and then all of a sudden like all these other other brands start following and this was it. and this was never about it was never, never about it's, yeah. it's the domino effect yeah. and it's it, some people have got that natural eye to find the simple solution to yeah. a problem yeah. that shouldn't even be there and everybody's following like all these brands if you see all of a sudden every single brand has got diversity they've got models from all sorts of colors and things like even if they don't understand what it means because mm. they know that that's what's gonna gonna sell but you run the risk of things like that becoming diluted and becoming fake. And now mm. you can see, again, everyone has access to different colors mm. of foundation, mm. but everyone is now looking still the same. Mm. It's just you're the same in different colors. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. And authenticity and like that unique flavor is something that the world is missing right now. And that's what I hope to feel because I don't think... I've seen any woman that speaks the way that I speak and looks the way that I do in mainstream media really owning the game. Mm. I, I do check out my competition. I size them up and I think so far so good. I've got a good chance to conquer this industry on that aspect of things. Mm. Okay. Move, moving forward, like, if, are you going to open up like your own, not open up, but like have your own podcast one day to talk about these sort of things? Yeah. Or even, how, how do you think you're going to tackle it? So right now, the way I'm trying to look at it is I'm trying to get myself to a point where I'm at the most self-managed level that I can okay. be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't really want to sign for any bad or I don't mm -hmm. really want that sort of like ownership given to someone else. Yeah. So I'm now forming a team and trying to think about a, a, a way in which I can create content 
mm. high level, high quality content, but mm. also consistently and do a lot of it. So mm. I'm thinking more towards creating a production um, slash agency for okay. for projects like this because I've got a lot of ideas. Being a teacher means that you have to think about interactive um, mm. activities. Mm. So the kind of shows that I have in my mind, mm. the kind of things that I can bring to the entertainment world is amazing so if i do a production company i can sign myself under my own company mm. and be a model presenter uh consultancy services to help any kind of production companies come up with show ideas mm-hmm. you see what i mean yeah. through that i've got royalties through that i've got profit um percentages mm. on monetization and things like this so it's great that's what i'm doing i want to do business mixed with the entertainment be a superstar and a businesswoman because if you get managed there's only certain amount of stuff you can actually say yeah you'll be like no you can't say that on yeah yeah you would you tie yeah. your hand to someone else's ideas for me my vision and my mission mm. are very particular to my experience in yeah. every single aspect of my life so i can't give that mm. over to somebody who just doesn't get it yeah, to yeah, the yeah. level that i need them to get had them. a I had a guy on yesterday and he was like my manager told me to not say certain things but he's like oh fuck i'm gonna say it because i want to mm. i want to express myself as freely as possible i don't want to yes I don't want to have anyone like tangling my life. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, you know what it is with a manager? What you do is you make it about the money mm. and less about the mission. And when you make it about the money, you limit it yourself. Mm, you limit exactly. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want to do that. I said from the beginning of everything that I've done, I want to be successful being me, mm. which means that yeah. whatever I say, if you think it's controversial, if you think I'm, if you think I'm cocky and arrogant, if you, whatever you think, I, I can't help you. Mm. It is what it is. I'm telling you what I'm say, what I feel like in that given moment with the mood that I'm feeling at that time. That's why sometimes I'll be a bit more like, mm. sometimes I'll be a bit sweet and smileier. It just depends. I just do what I feel like. I just show up. Like I said to you, I want it to be spontaneous because I want to show up and just talk about things. From, yeah. Because I've had these conversations with myself a million times. In my head, mm. it's always running. So whenever people ask me questions, I'm always ready. Mm. And I have a good intention for people. I want people to learn and to do better. Mm. So I don't think my content is ever going to be you know, inflammatory in that sense where it's going to hurt people. It may but, shock but, you, but... But is your mission to change people in a certain way or is it just like it's entitled to... I h- think... Hear me out. I think it's more towards changing and empowering people because I came into came to England when I was 12. My life turned upside down from the change from Portugal to here mm. in, in so many different aspects. And when I came to England, I w- came basically as a nobody. You're an immigrant kid from a single parent household, mm. uh, you are of color, you know, you barely speak English and so on. So I understand that a lot of the time, the reason why people are suffering or why they're not doing well in life is mm. not because they are dumb or because they're bad people, whatever people want to judge. The, how they were yeah. Up, yeah, they have lack of access to opportunity, lack of access to knowledge that they need to know to be able to do anything. Mm. If you ask me, what do you have to do to buy a house? I'll tell you in theory, but I don't really know because no one in my family has bought a house in this country yet. Of course I wouldn't know. How mm. would you? How would I go to uni? Well, I had to find out from a lot of friends that I made. Luckily, I made friends that come from families that taught them that. That Then I figured out, okay, to go to uni, you can do this. You can get this sort of loan. These are the grades that you need. Things like that, that if, even in school, sometimes they don't really go into depth with it. Uh, did you say Portugal? Yeah, I came from Portugal. Portugal. And they don't teach that over there. Like they would, but, yeah, but I left not, when I was twelve. It's like, yeah, I was yeah. a kid, so I wouldn't know, you know. And even before That's that, crazy. my mom moved to Portugal only to give birth to me because my mom is Angolan, mm. in, and she left to escape a, a civil war. So even her, she didn't have education because she was always fleeing from place mm. to place. 
So do you see what I mean? Although yeah, she's yeah, a very yeah, intelligent yeah. woman. She can only tell you what she knows. She can only tell you what she knows. And same mm. with my dad. My dad used to fight in the war. Although he's mm. an educated man and everything, life made it so that you couldn't kind of feed that information onto your kids because you're more, more focused on survival. Mm. And also there's certain things you just didn't know. So I had to figure out a lot of stuff on my own and also by chance and through knowing a lot of people that luckily for me are good people of substance. And I realized, yeah, most people need this. They need somebody that has gone through what they've gone through that's been at the bottom and got somewhere, not mm. because I'm special, it's because I actually made the right decisions. And I just want people to know what those decisions are, to know the options that they have. Mm. Because sometimes your parents won't tell you, your teachers won't tell you, there's no one to tell you. Mm. What was like the biggest like shock factor as well from, let's say, Portugal and coming here? What was like the scariest part? Four things. Yeah. First thing, obviously, language barrier. I didn't mm. speak English, but I learned that quite quickly because I'm quite a sociable person. I had no choice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the food. The food here is terrible in comparison yeah. to Portugal. Food in Portugal <laughs> is so naturally organic and tasty and just beautiful yeah. and natural. Here, it was uh, there's too much like processed mm. food, packaged, frozen food and all these things. That was a shock. Another shock is like the uniform kind of look of the streets with a red brick that's like another thing oh like, that yeah yeah, yeah yeah like you know it was yeah, it yeah. didn't look like harry potter yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah. it was not like that you're, so that was you've a just seen run down streets here and you just see like red brick like no personality in portugal like especially where i come from you have pink houses blue houses mm. yellow white you've got all different types of things you know it's beautiful it's entertaining feast your eyes so mm. you didn't have that here and then another thing that shocked me is how rude people, kids were to their parents. Oh. Hey. Yeah, because I'm of Angolan descent. So both my parents are Angolan. So the education that we get at home, it's very like strict. You do not disrespect your parents. If you tell your parents, I've never told my mom to shut up. I would never dare. Even at this big age, I would never. But I've heard a lot of people, especially like in the countryside, as I like, just, you know, um, being able to speak to their parents like that. And that was another shock. So when I first came to England, I was like, wow, what is this? And you feel a bit lost because the routine and the discipline that you had back home, especially back home in Portugal, um, we came from a privileged background, which means that we had even more routine and discipline through education. Here, there was nothing. It was just like, we're in no man's land, boring, mm -hmm. bad food. Everything is gloomy, gray and depressing. I was going to ask you as well, what are your thoughts on Rishi Sunak increase, um, was it, um, to learn maths up until the age of 18? Okay, given the fact that education is mandatory up until 16, I don't yeah, know I think it's how he's going to do that. Is it just GCSE? Yeah, it's up until 16. 15, 16. It's 18 now. Well, now the mandatory age of education is 18. You can't leave. No, for, for, for strictly for maths. Strictly for maths. So that means that obviously the only people mm. that will learn to do maths are the ones that decide to go into college or sixth form. Mm -hmm. So you already break, you already lose a lot of people mm -hmm. just by making it up to till, until 18 because not everybody's going to study until 18, mm. which means the people that actually would need those skills the most mm. are the ones that are going to miss out because I understand why he would do that because maths is an essential skill that most of us should have, especially because numbers equals understanding a bit fi about finances, understanding a bit more about economics, percentages, and things like this. And I think a lot of people struggle because mm. their level of maths is way too basic to handle everyday kind of like bills and mm. equations that you just may have to do to understand what's happening with the economy, to understand what is being told to you on the news in terms of money and finances. So I think it's important. But again, with him... 
I he's extremely limited. He's no, extremely really. limited. I think, but did you hear what Simon Pegg said? He was complaining about how it's like <laughs> they need to focus more on the arts and humanities, and yeah, I think just allow children to be, or even just teenagers and adults to be, just be a bit more creative rather than making them focus on just one subject. Yeah, yeah, like let them be creative. I think that's what. I, I think creativity is actually something that is really important, mm. and I think it's really needed in this country because I think that creativity is taken for granted. I think mm. people think being a creative is like you either sing, dance, or act. Yeah. And it's not that. Creativity is a way for you to be able to access a part of your brain that finds new links to different ideas, mm. you know? And for example, for me, you wouldn't traditionally think I'm creative because I've always been a book smart type of girl. I've always been on the academic side. But now that I've grown up and I've actually embraced creativity through seeing how other people use creativity, my intelligence levels, I feel, have raised a lot because now I can make creative links between different subjects and different topics and just my brain all of a sudden grows. And that's why I think creativity is really important and it gives a freedom of thought that maths wouldn't give. And what was it like in Portugal, education-wise, or like the creativity there? Um, creativity, I can't remember so much because yeah. I left kind of young. You're still in primary school, mm. so it's, it's, it was fine, I guess. Yeah. But in terms of actual academics in Portugal, the levels are high and the, the mm. discipline and the expectations they have of you are really high. To the point that what I studied up until year five in Portugal, mm. it no not until up until year eight in Portugal lasted me up until year ten in England. That knowledge, mm. see what I mean? So, yeah, and that's a lot. And I think it's because even in Portugal, if you don't get the required grades, you don't even you don't you don't get to go to the next grade. You stay on the same level, level same year. Yeah, so if you yeah. can't pass your SATs in year nine or whatever. So you could be 30 and be in year five. Well, basically, <laughs> in theory, that is what it is. Have you seen Elf? You know when he's like... <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's up until the age of 18. So imagine you being in year, in year five until, up until you're 18 because you don't access that knowledge. So it forces you to want to work a bit harder because even through shame, mm. you don't want to be falling behind and be the oldest one in your year by two or three years. Oh, God forbid. That's, yeah. that, that's not... But I've I've never agreed with that. I don't like that. But it's, it's so fresh. I think because it, it makes yeah, it makes me want to work harder. Yeah. The, I, but bro, it's like that. Ter- that makes me just want to pass for the sake of it. Yeah, but yeah, if you pass for the sake of it, you pass. still get you still get the, the knowledge required instead of you being no no. But it's kind of but it's kind of like just me not willing to learn. It's just like just focus on passing. But it's like I want to learn, but but with um, a calm mentality, without yeah. any stress, any. But that's the thing when you when you take away the certain pressure and expectations, what a lot of people end up doing is relaxing too much. I see it in schools all the time, and being a teacher now and understanding it more, I think that there should be mm. a bit more kind of like stricter measures mm. to ensure that children actually engage in education mm. because that's the problem now. Children don't value education, and if you are told, "Oh yeah, you can only go up a year." if you get the right grades, they'll value education for the fact that you needed to succeed. You needed to progress, you know? Nowadays, people, these kids, they don't really care about education. They see, oh, I want to be a TikTok superstar. And that's it. And that's not going to happen to most of them. I was saying this yesterday as well. Do you know how many people that I've had on the podcast and that have told me they've been kicked out from their college? See? It's like a, it's like a pandemic, isn't it? Within the yeah. educational society. Yeah. And especially nowadays because um, with social media, mm. people's attention spans are way, way shorter. shorter. Way so That's the problem. Then they sell a dream. Like anyone can get just the camera and a mic and you can start a podcast. 
Mm-hmm. Even people that say, "Oh yeah, I've got like um, five thousand on my on my followers on my podcast." Yeah, that's really good. You're starting really well, but that still doesn't guarantee that you're going to be a superstar. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, means yeah, you have facts. to continue to invest yeah. into this. Still, won't guarantee that you're going to be the superstar and even be financially viable to continue to work as that mm-hmm. in your career. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to kind of diversify your skills. Absolutely, and that's what I'm saying. That's why my job comes into play. Where it's like, for example, I work specifically within the creative industry at the moment. Mm. And that means that all of these creatives have got talents and want to do something. Mm. I'm now feeding you the entrepreneurial kind of knowledge I need to know behind your creativity, the professional knowledge mm. and experience that you need to make your creativity mean something and be a mm. tangible kind of product or service. And that's what I'm kind of bringing to the table because it's good for you to be, you know, very creative and talented and gifted. But mm. if you don't know how to turn that into something that you can hold, something that you can sell, mm. it's really hard. And most people don't have that skill. And that's why I say, like, for example, things like maths, learning it to a certain level, a higher level, be great because it will allow you to turn your creativity and your gift into a numbers game. You will understand how to make money out of what you've got. You multiply, it will just make sense. So I mm. think for business, yeah, of course, it makes sense what Rishi Sunak is kind of doing. What do you think is like the biggest myth when it comes to like creativity nowadays? What's like, because it wasn't the same how it used to be five, ten years ago. Um, I think the biggest myth with creativity is that creativity requires, um, it is special and unique to just a group type of, uh, a, a kind of like group of people. Mm. Creativity is in everyone. Yeah. Every single one everyone, of us yeah. have got that. Every single one has got creativity. And creativity goes beyond like I said, singing, dancing, painting, mm-hmm. all of these things. Creativity can come down from, for example, there's a guy now on on um, Instagram, he's doing really well. He's Manny something. So basically he's a roadman chemistry guy. I've seen, seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Creativity yeah. at work. Yeah, he's like Some a hood rat, but he does like uh, science. Experiments. Like experiments, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, somebody that has used their intelligence in one subject and creatively turned that into something entertaining, mm. you know? And that's what I mean. Everyone has creativity. It doesn't matter which road you're going down. It doesn't matter if you're a maths geek. You're a maths geek, okay, find a way of making like a rap song out of like mathematical yeah. rules. Things like that. And that's what it's, people It's because you, you wouldn't usually associate a hood rat with someone who's like quite smart. Never. Sort of, <laughs> Never. So that's why when I was watching it as well, I was like, I'm so confused. Yeah. But it works. But it works. I was like, how and, is he doing this? Th- You're meant to be dumb. Exactly. <laughs> Stereotypically, yeah. you know, and think about how much change a guy like him will now create through relating to any any roadman out there that talks the way that he talks. Yeah. Like a hood like might size. be building it somewhere in the street and then you'll be like watching the video be like, do you know what? I could... I want to know something. Yes, or... <laughs> It just makes it, makes it okay. The power of representation is really important. Yeah, it makes yeah, it be yeah. like, if this guy is making, getting law followers, being able to make money and doing chemistry as a room, as a, as a roadman and still wear his, his North Face jacket, I'm going to do the same. If it's not <laughs> chemistry, I can do that with biology. I can do it with physics. I can do that with maths, with any subject that you think of, history, chemistry, yeah. um, geography, everything. It, it, there's so much creativity out there. It's just about finding mm. the links. I just want to know where creativity is going to go in 10, 15 years time. Think about it. If, if you feel like everything has been done nowadays, but imagine life like creatively wise, five, mm. 10 years time. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if you play games or not. I don't want to talk about gaming, but even with like the graphics like nowadays, mm-hmm. everything is so clear. But imagine the graphics in 15 years time. I know. It's going to be a different world completely. Why? Yeah. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be the game. 
Yes. Just plug it in your head. <laughs> Eventually, that's what's going to be. But that's the thing. It's either going to go two ways. It's yeah, either yeah. everyone is going to be extremely lonely and kind of create a, their mm. own reality through VR, through mm. being able to have all these programs that build so much for you, especially with AI and so on. Mm. That's one way. Loneliness and isolation, mm. right? Or the market is going to be so oversaturated with so much similar content that... Yeah, everyone's still going to be able to do it, but there's going to um, be the elite that rule the entertainment world. Yeah. The small ones that manage to find, either to monopolize from early or manage to find a niche that nobody can replicate. And that usually comes from you being like just, you know, a superstar. Just like the, just like the music industry is saturated with everyone's a freaking rapper. Yeah. How many people are making money? Only the ones that are either extremely talented naturally or the ones that have got a nice um, deal behind them yeah. and I think that's going to be the same for the rest for all of this YouTube podcasters and so on so you better find your niche you have to I've, I think even someone told me that they might even remove YouTube or, or YouTube might even die down at some point mm -hmm. that, that freaks me out I don't yeah. like like even like I don't know maybe an app like another app like TikTok next year might even take over do you know what yeah. I'm trying to say like TikTok might, TikTok might not even last as long as Snapchat yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like YouTube may be able to last a while Maybe, because yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube will represent, you know, TV. You know how you go yeah, on TV yeah, yeah, and you yeah. got Channel 4, this, mm. that, and every single kind of like platform or, mm. or YouTube page will be like a TV channel. And mm. YouTube is the main go-to place, which is what they've done and they've done brilliantly. I mm. think they, they managed to, to replicate the TV system extremely well. And if anyone is actually smart, what they're going to do is they're going to recycle old models and make it new. Yeah. Like you can see a lot of old programs. Right now, people love it. Like, for example, imagine if you do a new Cribs. Oh, yeah, people will watch that. I want to see Stormzy's house. I want to see Dave's house. I want to see Seth London's mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. Cribs now would be great, but you can't do it on normal TV. People don't care about normal They'll TV. Just watch on YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. YouTube. So everything that is not on YouTube yet needs to be on there. Those Cribs or like Made. You remember Made from MTV? When do you, what you, you oh, are you guys too young? No, no, no. I okay. used to watch MTV. The shows I used to watch on MTV was uh, Pimp My Ride. Pimp My Ride. Imagine doing Pimp yeah, My Ride. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, bring it, yeah, bring that bring back. Bring back the old shows that recycle yeah. it with new faces. The same way that Hollywood does it, recycles yeah. old movies, recycle old shows, and that's like in the pro like what I'm kind of doing right now in my head. I'm planning a lot of different shows mm -hmm. that will bring back old stuff that mm. we love to watch because nothing is original as well because yeah. the, the, people work from original content. It's like yeah. And also things like, I don't know, it's like if an app does one thing and another app does something, maybe combine the two and create just a single app. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yeah, so. Everyone is just trying to like separate yeah, it out. Like yeah, they're yeah. doing something. You're just reinventing the damn yeah. wheel, but your wheel ain't even pretty. Make sure you trademark that as well. God damn. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. It, you, there's a lot of things like that people need to be doing and thinking about more to transition mm. onto the next level because what's also going to happen now is a lot of people going to start going to start struggling you know mm. it, the economy is not good it's not good it doesn't matter what Rishi Sunak will say to you on TV like oh we're going to have inflation cut um, energies waiting lines stop the boats what else what is he saying create new jobs and one more thing. He said five points. And I'm thinking, yeah. okay, that's great. But in COVID, y'all were giving money out to people and businesses willy-nilly, furlough, eat out to help out, all of these things. So the the country's in deficit when it comes to money. You gave it all out. People didn't apply it properly. Now everyone's like, okay, what now? 
We need the NHS. The NHS suffered a lot through COVID, so they're still struggling with everything now. Backlogs, mm-hmm. the nurses are exhausted. That's why you see the strikes. Mm-hmm. They are having to now want to create new jobs from where? From where everyone's gone online, so many businesses have gone bust. Where are you going to invest to be able to now create new jobs? Perhaps if you start, you know, opening coal mines up north again and exploit it like back in the 80s and so on. But that's going to cause a lot of uproar. So people need to prepare themselves for what's happening. Cost of living crisis is here. The energy crisis is here. Brexit, the the effect's only going to be felt now. Brexit means that there's a shortage in a lot of like daily use products that we want, that we like here, but England is an island. So everyone is about to suffer a lot. The same way that the Great Depression came in, a lot of people lost their money, but that started with America. This one here is starting globally and within the UK. Mm. So I just think people now need to start thinking smart about what next steps they're going to take. Do you think you'll go back to Portugal then? Um... (laughs) Do you know what? Do you know what? No. You came here to change your life. And I was like, no, I'm coming back. Let me tell you what I came to do. Right? <laughs> My master plan is to be able to make use of everything that can make use in this country. Because the thing about the UK is mm. the prestige and reputation that this mm. country has abroad is high, high, high. It's yeah, top yeah. level, yeah. which means I'm UK educated. I'm building my name and my platform and who I am in the public, you know, domain in London, which is really a big deal. And then I'm thinking, okay, cool. Once I build my name, like, high enough, what I'm going to do is I'm going to find uh, someone, some way, a project, create a project that involves me going to do an, a cultural expose around the world. Do a tour of Africa, do a tour of South America, Asia, and so on, and make that be my life my profession, mm. and it'll pay me well. But I need to build my foundation here. So that's my master plan. And ideally live maybe somewhere a bit more natural with sun, beach, mm. maybe like South Africa, Costa Rica, Cuba. I don't know, somewhere different. But with building a foundation here, isn't it getting just more slightly, it's just getting sli- slightly difficult, especially the way it is right now? Yeah. So go, how would you like go about that? I mean, it is, but what I'm doing is I'm going through logical faith. Yeah. You know, I, like I said to you, my life in London, again, restarted in March. Yeah, Everything, yeah, yeah. the first time I went on Pulse podcast, I think it was the end of September, beginning of mm. October. So if you think about it, from that to December, where I sat down with Andrew Tate, that's mm. about a couple of months, three months max. Mm. And I see the difference that it made. And I believe that, like I said to you before, I represent a completely different niche. So I know that I can build that up. I know that although the seen here is becoming a bit saturated. They don't have anyone like me about, well, I'm a foreigner. My English has an accent. How many people with an accent are actually out there speaking? How many foreigners you or do you see speaking in these podcasts? It's usually people that were born here. English is not my first language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that I've got the opportunity to grab a whole chunk of the market, mm. get the, the French, Spanish, and French, uh, and Portuguese-speaking audiences that I usually left out of the, the equation, mm. bring them all under, under my umbrella mm. with English. You know, I can go global. I can reach the whole of South America. I am African as well, so Africa is under my wing. You know what I mean? Mm. There's so much ways that I can just expand and take advantage of everything. Yeah, yeah. So London right now is serving me well. Mm. I'm sitting down here with you now, having creating more content, mm. putting certain messages out there, manifestation. It will happen. It's crazy. Because even the people that were on the podcast with Andrew Tate, majority of them were not British. Yeah, but they were born here. Both even, Auntie and Esther. Um, but but the Ameri- there was one and American then, girl. Yeah, Brittany. And, and the host. Yeah. Andrew, well, Andrew was born in Luton. Yeah. 
So realistically, I'm the only one that really is the odd one out yeah. out of all of them. And I'm always the odd one out. And that is my strength, even though at one point it felt like a weakness. What's the one thing that people misjudge about you? I think <laughs> I think people think that I'm meaner and more arrogant than I am. I mean, mm. if you see, I, I, it's, I'm confident, definitely. Yeah, I, I can definitely see I'm that. I'm confident yeah. because I, you know, I believe in myself. I, mm. I, I look at myself not only through self-belief, but mm. also through a lot of logic. You know, I know, I've, like I said, I do my research. I know where I stand. I watch my videos back to understand what the energy is I'm giving. So I'm, I'm, I study and research myself. So it's great. But people take that to be arrogance. No, that's confidence. And I'm not mean. I, a lot of people are now seeing my face through these podcasts where it's like very heavy and combative energy. So of course I'm going to come with fire. Like I'm not yeah, going to yeah, sit yeah. there and take yeah, yeah, crap yeah. from people. Mm. But really, I'm really smiley. I'm high energy. I like to, mm -hmm. to laugh. It's like laughing is my favorite hobby, really. Well, so. and what, and you usually get this through like your DMs or like or people like making just general comments about you. Like I think it's more like. You know when I first put my face out there in the world through Pearl? Yeah. What people have chosen to pick out of me and the, the, the image that they've tried to portray of me. Like, I'm reading the room every single time. It's like I threw a grenade by going on Pearl's show. And now I get to see what are people saying about me? How do people react to my persona? And usually it's... And I've always received this my whole life from when I was young up until now. That I come across as very brutish and very mean and you know, a bit arrogant, but mm -hmm. it's not. It's just the way I am. And what, what was the feedback like that you got from the Andrew Tate stuff? It's been great up yeah. until, um, up until obviously I said I retract my words and I yeah, 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 my yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, before yeah. that, oh my God, I got so many messages about like with men saying to me, you're, I want my daughters to look at women like you. I love the way okay, you carry good. yourself. It's been very respectful yeah, 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 yeah. and supportive of what I represent. So it's been really cool. That's mm. why I know I'm on the right lines because, and this is mostly men mm -hmm. coming to me and saying all of this. And then, it's starting to grow on the girls as well. I've had more women come to me and say, you're that girl, huh? And that's a big deal. <laughs> girls don't do that. Girls don't do that. And they're like, you're talking to Yeah, because they hate. Yeah, sadly, sisters, we need to support each other more, but it's okay. The time is coming. Toxic femininity. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah. You know what? Like, that girls, to, mm. we need to step up. Because the only reason why we're struggling right now is because girls... Unlike men, mm. girls don't seem to band together mm. and stay loyal to each other. They will mm. band together, but there'll be bitchiness here and there, gossiping yeah, yeah. here and there. Mm. They don't have the true sisterhood that men do. And that's why girls suffer. And I noticed this now because I've got people um, on these podcasts trying to tell me, oh, because you didn't report your abuse to the police, you're not, you've not been abused. And not, not many women have come, on my, uh, have come to my defense via Instagram or, or DMs or anything like that, but a lot of men do. So that's how you know there's a there's a, a disconnect. Mm. So right now is I don't really care about having to convince girls to be on my side or to show that they support me. I want to continue on my journey and by force yeah. women will have to be like, actually, do you know what? She's talking sense and I like the way she dresses. And to be fair, like I can't hate no more. I have to subscribe. And that's like kind of how it's gonna that's go. That's so toxic. Why do you think that is? Why is it why do you think it's like that? I think it's because and it's, and it's so selective as well. Is your yeah. right? You can choose I think it's because the world has taught women that there's competition. You know, 
if you don't do this, your man's going to go with another girl. Another woman can take your man. And women, even amongst themselves, if you see with rappers, like, I'll take your man. Your man was in my DMs, things like this. So there's a lot of like competition and insecurity and mistrust between women, mm. you know? Mm. And I mean, I understand where it's coming from, but girls need to be taught more to build their personalities than their, their looks. Because mm. if you build your personality, integrity will come with that. With integrity comes loyalty, respect, and trust. And that's what women res- lose on our on. They don't have integrity to themselves even. Mm. So, And where do you think that stems from? It just comes from the competition side yeah. of things, you know, okay. from from somebody always kind of trying to remind you that you're mm. not the prettiest girl in the room, that there could be another girl that could come and be prettier than you. And... As girls, I think that we always want to be a princess. We always want to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if you have that kind of sentiment in the air of like someone else can do better than you, somebody else can take this away from you, immediately you're just like, oh, no, don't get close. I can't trust nobody. Everyone's competition. I ain't got no friends. And, yeah, and girls can be a bit like, we talk a lot more, I get. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, men gossip a lot as well. I know the men them talk. Do we? But I think yeah, we do. you do. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We do. It's the same thing as you know. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, the man there, you guys gossip even more. When I sit down with my boys, oh my god, we have the best convos. The man them got the best. Convos. I feel like I feel like you get along more with men than women. It's very true, and I feel like men have your back more than women, just like you said. As yes, well. yes, that is yes, not right. It's not right. It's That's not. not right. It's really not right. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel like I've got a bigger mission as a woman to mm-hmm. represent myself in a way that is inclusive of of everybody. So I'm working a lot on building a tribe, as mm-hmm. I call it, of girls mm-hmm. where our main the main thing that brings us together is our love and sisterhood that you can tell by seeing how we interact that there's nothing that could come between us we are all different types of beauty and we're all beautiful in our own ways we accept that we're comfortable in our shoes we are all doing our own thing there's no jealousy in terms of who's got more money who's more capable nobody cares Mm -hmm. and we're all very intelligent so there's no competition or feeling stupid or feeling dumb so there's i'm bringing that together so that girls can understand we can learn from each other we can support each other. We all look much better when we're together, like Charlie's Angels, instead yeah. of you standing on your own like a lost bird or like somebody that is loose mm-hmm. looking for attention. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. I, I want to work to show girls we can be sisters. Don't worry. I'm not hating on you. I don't care. Is it because you think you look a bit intimidating? Um, I think so as well. I think, although I think I have a sweet face, <laughs> I also think that I've got um, a resting bitch, bitch face. Yeah. That's the thing. And a lot of girls probably think that, again, like I might be rude or I might be stush or my... There's always negative... I, I've noticed that there's a lot of negative kind of connotations to my image. Mm. I don't know what it is, but there is. I'm I, I'm like a victim of that. I tend to stay away from people who look intimidating. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> I'm going to leave that person alone. Yeah, yeah. They just look, just they don't look mad. It's just like there's something. There's something going on, and I don't want to interfere. Yeah, yeah. I would rather be right here. Yeah, <laughs> I, get, I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot from, especially from girls. I remember like uh, a lot of my friends or a lot of people that know me now. They used to be like, "Oh, I thought you were a bitch before I knew you, but you're actually yeah, yeah, nice." Yeah, I'm yeah. like, "Well, yeah." So I think like that my image can kind of push people away, but it's okay. It's a good filter because only the real ones will approach. And it helps, but 
Yeah. You see, when you said that, how you get along more with the guys than the mm. women, and like you said, like the conversation is always more fun. Yes. What have you heard from the mandem that you thought, okay, this is interesting? I I didn't know this as a woman. Oh, you get to know. Listen, with the boys, the reason why I love it is because there's brand new information. The same way <laughs> that you'll never know what your boys are like until you hear it from a girl is the same way you you'll never know what girls are truly like until you hear it from the mandem. Yeah. And with them, they teach me a lot all the time. They talk to me about, you know, girls that are stressing them out, girls that they may potentially be interested in, and we have conversations as to why she could be or could not be wifey material. I hear about the, a man's world in general, like how men kind of may have competition amongst themselves, what makes men tick, you know, business, like, you know, how they're trying to make their money. I have a million different conversations. I didn't realise we were that difficult. I don't know. It's, that, sounds like, that sounds like a lot to me. It's a lot because you guys are, are dealing with this. But, it's but, daily life. But like, but like, I go through that. But it's not like I don't. Ever, but I don't ever sit back and think, "Whoa, like that's a lot." No. Until someone bullet points out to me. Yeah, and that's. Well, I need to calm down. No, but it's it's just life. <laughs> Everyone goes through this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's. But you don't realize until somebody don't. says it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. And sometimes what it is about guys is that they don't have the opportunity to sit down with a female that they trust mm. and to. Un- unload all of this information yeah. because women can handle that type of information mm. because we like to listen we like to talk and mm-hmm. we care about this sort of thing so when I sit with the, with the boys I get all sorts of stories it, it's so funny and boys are very logical so you don't have to mince your words you can just say whatever so it's yeah, fun yeah, it's yeah. unfiltered it's as real as it gets it's logical it's great I love it but when it comes to like the woman, it's all like a bit it's, it's essay typing, rewording, and uh, yeah, you have to be more sensitive. Like, no. yeah, yeah, you have to be more sensitive yeah. sometimes because girls carry a lot of yeah. different insecurities, especially if it's girl on girl. It's yeah. like, what well, do you think you're better than me? Yeah. All these little things. So with girls, there's more sensitivity, and oh, tell me, because girls are usually taught to be pretty, their personality is sometimes not evolved in that sense that. You don't have as many layers. So we'll speak about like basic things like, uh, oh my God, have you seen what this girl's done? Oh my no, God, yeah, my hair. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to yeah. wear this. Oh my God, oh my God, this boy. Oh my God. Things that don't bring substance. Like with the guys, like I said, we can talk about all of this girl stuff and stuff like that, but we can talk about business. We can talk about sport. Mm-hmm. We can talk about just life the, the in journey, general. The, the journey of where, yes. the, of where they're going to go. It's not, not always in the moment. It's more about where you see your planning. aspirations and planning. Yeah, 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 it's more productive it's need. generally. And I, and I tell oh, I tell the girls sometimes, I'm like, I'm done with this conversation. We've been doing too much air talk for too long. Mm. If you, you, you know, it's like mental clutter. It's really like mental clutter. Sometimes I tell my friends, like, you're the reason why men cheat, you know. Because <laughs> they, they start talking to me. And this, this is the thing, like, I grew up as a tomboy. I've had guy friends since I was very little, like, through sports. And I was just, like, I've always been a bit of a tomboy. And I've built, like, a, a way of processing my thoughts that, I guess, has a masculine edge yeah. to it. So I don't got time. To yeah, hear yeah, too yeah, much yeah. gossip of this, what should I wear? This guy said this is like, tell me what is the problem? What do you want to be for the solution? If I can help you make a better solution, I will. If I can't, I'll be like, good luck. That's all I want to hear. I don't want to hear all of the long winded stuff. So I think that that's again another problem with a lot of men and women because when you've got women that are kind of like basically hollow mm. and you've got a guy, all it is is just like, oh, she's plain and boring. Like, let's just get over and done with Ash and Dash. Mm. And that's what a lot of the guys do. And that's what they tell me. And they say, Denalvi, you're not like all other girls. I'm like, how am I not? Like, what do you talk about with girls? I don't know. 
they don't really say much. I feel like when it comes to relationships, then you'll know you'll know when you find the right one because that's when you have like those type of deep com- yes. conversations. Yes, it's not just like you said, it's bash and dash and whatnot. Yes, yeah, and that's how I think it's important for um, the right women and the right men to have the right type of friends from the opposite sex. Yeah, because you, you, speaking to the guys is an, is helping me understand what is going on inside the uh, man's head and mm-hmm. if this is not going on inside your head as a man if these are other conversations we can have then there's a problem there potentially mm-hmm. so we need to get deeper into that and he's just taught me how to communicate with men without making them feel either bored or making them feel like i'm trying to step on their ego you know it taught me to how, how to speak to men and relate to them very well on a deeper deeper level mm-hmm. i know a lot of secrets about the men's health so. they tell me well, I know a lot. <laughs> I know a lot of the like the the things that men do to pull girls. You know, I know a lot about you know the things that men do to bolster up their image. You know, how do we pull girls? Like sometimes the way that the, the indicators of whether a girl is on it or not. So it comes ah, from yeah, you know yeah, yeah, from yeah. how they look. It comes from potentially that looking thing needs to been it. Yeah, been it. you know when the girl. When the girl gives you that look, that's when she's like interested. Yeah, it's things like this. Yeah. It'll come from <laughs> from follow up questions. It? It, literally, it's amazing. And but mostly, they tell me a lot about the man then because, like I said, the boys can gossip. So if we get talking about someone, even if it's a celebrity or just somebody that we may know and that we both maybe not don't like, they'll be like, "Oh, and can you believe his car is not even, or his his shoes are maybe fake, or he does fraud mm. here and there." Or he borrowed that off somebody. All these things. So that when I look at guys coming to me and trying to show me like a certain image and be that G, I've got the ability to think, but where did all of this come from? Are you really that G? They don't. They fall. Listen, it's hard to fool me now. The boys have equipped me with some really serious knowledge. And then when it comes to like going into a relationship, they've also given me knowledge on how a woman, how they see women, what they think is respectful for a woman. That's why even the way I dress has changed a lot because of me interacting with the, with the boys because it's like they tell me about the sort of attention that, that a woman will ask for depending on like what they're wearing, like the, the visual cues for men. Mm-hmm. I know all of this. I know about what makes a man feel happy and peaceful at home you know i cook a lot for my for the boys as well i cook a lot for 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 the guys because it's almost like i'm practicing my wife's skills with my friends but there's no sexual or or that kind of like romantic uh, attachment they're just like yo do you know you're a real wife you know i like you you're really cool my sister and that's it you know Mm -hmm. so having guy friends is really good and i have masculine energy in my life why don't why don't girls have that knowledge or that trick that guys do well where how why don't they have that is it because you you know because you hang around with a lot of guys yeah and obviously girls don't hang around with a lot of guys so then okay they don't have that no and a lot of the time when girls are trying to be friends with guys mm. they don't know how to set boundaries that make yeah. the friendship be a friendship and not be like oh um if if given the chance to uh he would have sex with you mm. no like if seriously my friends mm. if somebody was to message them uh, on my behalf, I say, oh, yeah, let's sleep together. Mm. They think I'm crazy because my boundaries are so firm that they know friendship stays friendship. 
if yeah, you yeah, go yeah, anything yeah. beyond friendship, you're about to lose this person that has great energy. And boundaries are set by the, I like that. Shout yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you have, and you have, you create boundaries based on, okay, mm. me and your friends. Mm. If I was a dude, would you touch me that way? If I was a dude, would you speak to me that way? No, you wouldn't. Mm. So don't do that to me just yeah, because yeah. I'm a girl. Mm. And that's your boundaries. Mm. If you, if this guy wouldn't do this to his guy friend, he shouldn't be doing that to you as a girl. Yeah, facts. And that's how facts. you you you're able to kind of surpass the whole sexual attraction boy mm. girl versus girl sort of thing and have very substantial and powerful friendships with men that will benefit you in your married life one day. Mm. Literally. I think I've I've got more boundaries now than I used to. Like, What are you like with girlfriends? What was it like for you first? Do you have a lot of girlfriends? Female friends, yeah. yeah. I'd say I've got quite a few. And I've got quite a few. Um, okay, there's this thing where it's like, I don't know if... I got quite a few. I don't talk to them as much, mm-hmm. so I don't know this. Ho- I, I don't. I don't really hang around with a lot of female friends for me to understand mm-hmm. their little culture. Yeah. Yeah. So, but even when someone tells, when a girl tells me like I can hang around with a lot of boys because you know they're man them and like mm-hmm. yeah we're friends we can get along. Um, How do you feel about that? Do you believe that it's possible? The honest answer. The honest truth. The honest answer is I don't know. I yes. don't know if I'll become like if you had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then he sees you hanging around with a lot of guys. Do you think he'll be be feeling some type of way? Like, I think that the whole what is it? Is it like insecurity? Is it what do you think it is? I think it's one of them ones that it's not for everybody mm. because it's very sensitive and very. I think it is sensitive, tricky ground to be stepping. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. But I feel like. The person I'm going to be with will understand that when you come into my life and I make the decision to be with you, two things are going to happen. Mm. One, every single brother, brother that managed to conceal his intentions of like, oh, if she would let me, I'd be with her. Yeah. Mm. Those are going to drop off like flies. Yeah, they're, easy. Yeah, they're gone. That's one. And the ones that do stay and pass the test of my progress into a new phase of my life, those are the ones that, you know, those are real brothers for life. And those are the ones that the energy when they meet the, the per, like my partner to be they they go well together they don't mm-hmm. clash there's no kind of mm-hmm. there's no weird energy any energy that is a bit weird and impure is felt straight away because mm-hmm. i lead with pure energy only you see what i mean that's mm-hmm. why i mean i would be surprised that a lot of my guy friends that I, that like i've got guy friends guys i hang out with here and there but i have my brothers none of my brothers are going to drop off like flies mm-hmm. none of them mm-hmm. and that i can say with confidence right now what about you? Matt, would you let your girl have, like, what, mandem friends? Yeah. I've done it for time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy, like, yeah. Yeah. But if it's, like, a, a new thing, I'd be like, what's happening over there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would suss out the brother. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to. You'd have to. And this is the thing as well, guys. I think you'd have to suss him out, and you have to know the kind of woman that you're with. If you don't trust your woman, if you don't respect your woman, then that's how you're going to feel insecure with her having guy friends. Mm-hmm. Because look at me. I, I, I have to speak to men all the time through business as well. All the uh, time. Yeah, yeah. You I see, see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see I, I, especially if I'm then going to become like a social figure, mm. right? A socialite, whatever you want to be. So I'm you can gonna, know their intentions. Yeah, so mm. I'm going to have to be out there. So yeah. you need to trust me because if not, if your insecurity mm. as a man is going to stop me from evolving as a person, we're going to have clash. 
all the time. I want to be successful. I want to be able to still navigate in the world that I know and that favors me the most, even though I am with you, which means that we're going to have a compromise. Yes, I'll get rid of anyone that may have like untoward intentions, but you need to be able to allow Mm. myself to be open to a world that whether you like it or not, there's men everywhere. And I'm a pretty woman. So Mm. you cannot stop me from speaking to men ever, even Mm. for the fact that I'll have to even turn them down. Mm. So just accept that and believe that. As a woman, I respect you. I am loyal to you and you trust me. That's it. Mm. Other than that, of course, I'll be able to speak to any guy. That's all I want. Mm. There is a topic that you had on um, the podcast with Tate Mm. that really stuck out to me. It was, are we going into a a post-marriage society? Mm -hmm. And I just wanted you to like talk about that fresh from your perspective because I know there was a lot of back and forth yes but I want to hear your like side of the story I want to hear your perspective yes listen because this is okay. one of those ones that for yeah. me if I take there was, there was so much like uh, I don't know but, but it, you know, it's, I'm not, it is I'm not, what it is yeah I, I'm not mad at it it gets like that yeah especially if you have Andrew Tate in the middle of it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I mean I think that when you take away the whole emotional and ideal um, aspect of marriage, marriage realistically is mm. a partnership between two people mm. to create a family and sustain that family to their best abilities, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Mm. And I don't think that in the day of today, marriage represents that. Marriage instead represents a contract, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, a, a lawful agreement between two people. Once you put the law and you put like all these um external and foreign kind of factors into the whole thing, it messes it up. Mm. Then on top of that, you have the whole gender battles, the gender wars right now, men versus women, red pill versus feminism, Mm -hmm. people becoming very untrusting of each other. People are very anxious. We live in a very anxious society. Everyone is like, I can't trust you, you can't trust me. But yet people still get into relationships. People are traumatized and unhealed. They get into relationships, then they break up. Mm-hmm. They all break up, then who gets to suffer is the children. Mm-hmm. So what I say is that marriage right now, for its traditional sense, does not work. Mm. Men and women are not getting on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. everyone is becoming way too sexually open for there to be any sort of value to relationships between men and women. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy. I'm too conservative. I'm not happy. Oh, D, I'm too conservative. Listen, I'm, I'm, I hate it. I, I don't, I, bro, it, I don't It drives like me it. nuts. Listen, it doesn't make oh, sense to me. Stop being so open about everything as Why well. Why do we need to know oh. on, a job, on a job application what kind of people you take to bed? Why do you need to know my sexual orientation? Why does everybody have to shout out the fact, like one thing that women are doing now a lot, uh, posting all over the place that they're either bisexual or mm. lesbians. Okay, but why does that matter to me? Why does that matter for you to tell anybody? You mm. think that you're owning yourself by putting it into the world. No, you're not. You're, you're mm. simply perpetuating a sentiment of uh, sex is not everything. That's mm. why it's even difficult for a woman and a man to be friends because everybody's just talking about sex, 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 sex. Mm. You see what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Mm. That's why marriage and relationships right now are there in the ruts. And what I say is the best alternative is you're probably going to find that in the next decades to come, men and women are going to have that sort of like walking, um, walking toy sort of um, relationship where yeah. a man is a walking dildo and a woman is a walking vagina. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to use each other for sexual um, pleasure and that's as far as it goes, relationship doesn't come. So I said, yeah, we are in a bit of a post-marital kind of uh, society. society. I don't I don't like it. Yeah, true love, people don't believe in true love anymore. Everyone is too selfish and, and interested in material and 
and you know greed to understand the true mm. meaning of that partnership so i said even i got a lot of black, uh, backlash from this i said that for me ideally in the world that we live in today and how i feel about the world right now don't really trust many people mm. in this world i think most people are kind of really damaged i think parental partnerships are going to be the future of uh, reproduction mm -hmm. where you actually make a partnership with somebody that you like that is genetically fitting for you mm -hmm. uh, you have respect and you say our main uh, the main purpose of this partnership is to have a child mm -hmm. that we both dedicate to our, our efforts and our resources to kind of you know, raise a healthy and loved human being mm -hmm. it's not about it's my kid me and you and all these things it's just about furthering society by focusing on the offspring being healthy more than your relationship being healthy because mm -hmm. the relationship is not going to be healthy. You, both people are on a hill. Both people are completely different. People think that being in a relationship means you own people. You don't. So let's stop complicating it. At least let's at least have children because most yeah, people are not yeah, going to yeah. get married anymore. And the divorce is so saturated now it's as well. It's too much. It's too much. And people, and the craziest thing is that in the middle of, of all of this is children. Mm -hmm. And the children are who? They're the next generations that are going to populate this earth. They're the next leaders of, of our world. If they are being put into this world through toxic and, you know, harmful means, mm -hmm. then of course the whole society mm -hmm. is even more messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's going to be very complicated for things to go back to how they were before. Mm. And I think it's going to be complicated for things to stay healthy if mm. people are not willing to take out emotions and put logic in place. And I'd say as well, if you got someone now, just hold on to them. Yes. <laughs> Please hold on to them. Talk to them. God build that relationship. Damn. Appreciate that person. It is tough out here. It is. It is. Especially in the sea. I don't like it. No. Oh, London. Is oh. London. Oh, <laughs> do tell not me, get me, me started me. with London. Oh no, tell me. Uh, London <laughs> is an extra proper bad, bro. They're making us look so bad. It's kind of like America in a way. Yeah, but guess what? London is a very materialistic, but also extremely tight place. Because it's hard to make a living in London. Everything is expensive, yeah. but everybody wants to be looking like they're that absolute G. Which means Touchy. that these guys will come and show this whole kind of over-the-top materialistic image and then not have the manners to back up what mm. they even look like. So you look rich as F, trying to give this whole alpha male image, but you're not even a gentleman mm. because you don't know how to... You, you, you focus on the material rather than the substance. And London is full of that. There's so many guys that, like, I get approached even more now. Um, and a lot of guys come with the whole approach of why they would be good to be my husband. And half of them are failing because they think that what makes a man is what a they're woman. wearing, okay. is what is their money, and that they're not even willing to share. Mm -hmm. They're selfish because it, it costs them a lot to have all of this image. So they know that this is blood, sweat, and tears. My image is blood, sweat, and tears. So I'm not about to share that with you yeah. and lose out more for myself. <laughs> you know, they're already struggling. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. of course, they're going to be more cold. They're not going to be as generous. And it's not that, I, for me, especially, obviously some girls are users, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. But for me... Of African descent, on top of that, I, I appreciate the chivalry in a man. Mm. Chivalry, I think, is nice. A man being able to take you out and pay for you shows that, okay, you would be the sort of man that when I can't go to work because I would potentially be having your children, you'd cover for me. That's what I think chivalry represents. 
a lot of the time. Mm. When I go, when if I was to go on a date with somebody, I wouldn't want to go to an expensive restaurant anyway. So I'm not expecting a man to have to spend a lot of money on you, but it's a certain gesture. And that means that you shouldn't be going on dates with a lot of girls as well. Be more selective so that you can actually be a gentleman. Now, if you're trying to take every single girl to a quick date to sushi samba or for drinks or for this or that, it's dead. You know, mm-hmm. people don't don't do the talking stages enough, so they end up spending money unnecessarily, and they're all traumatized. Mm-hmm. London boys are all like, "Why am I going to spend money on you? It's expensive, it's and you're going to earn me after." Yeah, it's trauma. Yeah, it's serious trauma. Someone told me something interest, interesting. They said the reason why. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but this is their theory. They said the reason why men are the way they are when it comes to treating girls badly is because. Yeah, the past relationship, they, yeah. they've they been, like, properly traumatised. And it, yes. now it's given them an excuse to actually treat the next person as as badly as they got treated. Yes. Um, it's because boys are not trained to be smarter when it comes to girls. They're trained... Nowadays, they're not even being trained to be smarter. Now they're being trained to be more ruthless towards women and dis- mm. despise them a lot more. If they were trained to look for a queen instead of looking for, you know, a little brothel maiden, they would definitely brothel. feel better. <laughs> No, I'm literally. gonna use that. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. problem with men nowadays yeah. is that they're not equipped with the skills to suss out a proper woman, mm. a girl that has potential to be someone great, to be a great wife, to be a great partner in life. Mm. It's more than having a submissive woman at home or having a good-looking girl. Mm. Is you need to be able to look for the things that matter. So, for example, a girl that the f- when you meet the girl that f- that meets you the first time and is willing to take it even to a, any sort of sexual space mm-hmm. or not willing to put boundary in mm-hmm. place question her that's a red flag because as a woman you should net your first approach with a man you should always feel uncomfortable if there's any kind of sexuality involved but if you're not that means that any guy that comes up to you and flirts with you a little bit you're open to it so that is mm-hmm. one of the red flags another red flag is you know where do you suggest to take to, for the guy to take you on a date. If you're asking a guy to take you sushi samba, then it's a problem. Depending on the level of girl, but most girls are not on a level that they can afford sushi yeah, samba for yeah, themselves, yeah. so you shouldn't be taking them there either. A girl that's, that turns her nose up at you guys going for a little coffee and a walk in the park is a girl that has a red flag. Mm. Because a humble woman, a, a woman that is actually ready to be a wife, she'll be like, yeah, let's go for a walk in the park because we get to talk and get to know each other and it's just a coffee. There's no pressure. It's easy. Let's do it. That's what the mm. kind of girl that you want. Yeah, 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 That's it. Those are the little things that guys are not trained to see. I know because I know what girls do to get dates and how they exploit men. So I know that if a girl can say to you, fuck it, let's just go for coffee. Oh, Tell me more. That. <laughs> go, girls that are willing to go for inexpensive dates that rely on you actually communicating. Eating, yeah. That's it. The only way you get to know somebody mm. is through communication. And if you have an experience... Is even better, you know, an experience that brings conversation. Like, for example, one good date to go for will be to go to an arcade. To go to an arcade yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah. To even go to a museum. My, my, like great. I told you last day I went on. How much was it? It was one pound. Where'd day. you go? Uh, a comedy club. See, one pound. And it's an amazing. As you, as you could, I told, I, I told her two weeks later how much it costed me. See, I, I, she, she, she tried to joke. She was like. Is that how much I'm worth to you? Uh, oh, uh, like yeah. like a girl's worth yeah. is to do with money. No, you Man, are worth- shut up. You got a few laughs at that yes. comedy club. <laughs> shut you, the you hell up. You know what you're worth? You're worth us sitting together and enjoying an experience together and laughing together. And you get to see my, better than, my happiness. Better than a bougie meal, in my opinion. That's it. 
Then sushi and and a, and a flashing a photo of yes. the meal. No, love. no. Take no. me. Look at that. Yeah, like you see what I mean. But if you go to a comedy club, you're both enjoying it's an experience. Yeah, you're yeah, laughing yeah. together. You are. You get to talking like he was dumb, right? And you know, little comments like this, it, it provokes an interaction beyond just hi. Yeah, let's eat. Like, oh, what is he wearing? What is she wearing? Is she yeah. fine or not? Yeah, what gives you the ick? Yeah, fucking idiot. Ain't nobody caring about no icks when you're laughing and distracted. Yeah, do do experiences. So yeah, if you get smart with your dates and how you put girls on the spot, under pressure, people show you their true character. Tell a girl, oh yeah, I won't take you restaurant. Let's go for a coffee. Let's go for a museum, a free museum. We'll go on a tour to look at art and start discussing like yeah, creativity man. and have a point of reference for you guys to have a conversation. Where is that? Where is that? It, people don't have that no more. They're not creative. Everyone just is restaurant. It's consumerism. That is sickening. That is sickening, literally. Uh, if uh, and that's the thing, like, oh. don't, don't, yes, don't do oh, these things. Like Let me tell you something even smarter. If you're a guy and you want to take a girl on a date and you want to check out her body, let's go to a spa. You can get free uh, day passes to go to Nuffield. That's take the girl to Nuffield. Take her there. You'll be seeing a swim and she's very comfortable because it's a spa. You're going to go sauna, steam room. You're not even thinking about, is he checking me out? You're just going to go because you're going to enjoy at Nuffield. Can you, can you get a hotel as well that? No? Well, <laughs> that's the problem. Why do you need a hotel? I don't know, to like sort the bed sheets out. Exactly. And, and <laughs> that's what... Look at that painting that's always above the bed. Yeah, yeah. Girls and that's more, the way to communicate. Don't listen to him on that one. He's been doing well. This one here is where you turn... This, actually, no, do that. Do that. If you put a hotel on the table, that's how you know whether or not she's a wife. A respectable girl will not go to a hotel yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She will not. She'll that's be like, "Well, trip. I'm sorry, no. I'll trip. go to the spa, but going to a hotel is way too much." Yeah, it's too much. See, <laughs> so you got you, you, you test it out. Put, apply pressure. Do trick contest questions. Mm. Girls do that to guys all the time, like the the unexpected. So have you cheated before? <laughs> and you'll be like. No, it's a good way for yeah. her to find out what, what, like, what is it? If she asks you about what happened, why did you break up with your ex before? Mm -hmm. Gives you an idea of like, what were you like? Because if you guys broke up and you, you tell me she was the problem, mm, if you tell me you're the problem, it's a good thing normally because you say, mm. oh, well, I didn't try hard enough. I didn't, didn't, didn't. So, okay, at least you're honest. But could also be a red flag because you may not be able to do good for me. Ask them about um, what do you do for a living? See how they respond. You know, mm. they it's either they're going to tell you whether they're lying, whether they're happy or unhappy in that job. And it will tell you a bit more about their ambition levels, especially if you compare it with age. Give get Start putting, you know, points and, and, and checkpoint areas for you to see, like, who is this person? What is the mask not telling me? It's all about asking the right questions and being in the right environment. Do you know what? When I used to live in Netherlands, mm. I used to live there for one year. Nice. And the differences between here and over there, Girls move to me. That's another problem. Why don't girls move to boys a little bit more? In it, I don't get it. And it's so easy for us. But it's again. But even when it comes down to oh, um, how about the women proposing to the man, or are you more traditional? Like okay, man has to you know go down on one knee or whatnot. <laughs> I had this conversation, and again, I I'm very much up for going towards that. You know, really, yeah. you're the only woman. I've come across who said that. 
Do you know why? Because I'm. You hear that, ladies? You can. And it's beautiful. Think about how how amazing it would be for you to be in a, in a healthy and happy relationship with a man, and you don't put pressure on him to be like, you need to now ask me to marry you. No, I will ask you. Be like, babe. Do you know what? <laughs> I love you so much. I am so happy with you, and I would love to become your wife. Would you marry me? It's almost like asking him, like. Giving him the power to be like, but, but men always put forward the whole idea of, oh, I might not be ready. Just out there, just well, I might not be ready. I'm not really, yeah, John. But what's the difference between you kind of putting indirect pressure on him and directly telling him, I love you and I would like to get married to you? If you're gonna tell me I can't do it, it's the same thing as you then coming to ask me and me telling you, oh, mm. I don't want to marry. You're gonna break up with me if you're not ready to marry me when I'm feeling ready to marry you because. I love you and our relationship is healthy and ready. If you're not w- going to give me a proper answer, then fair enough, there's problems potentially. Maybe he might not be ready, but why are you not ready? You know? So it, it, it all comes through communication. But I would ask my man to marry me. And do you know what that is? It's basically me just asking you to ask me to marry you. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> so you still win. You still get mm-hmm. asked. And at least you're both on the same boat because you want to get married and you mm-hmm. want to get married. Yeah. You know, you see somebody whose energy you think, okay... For example, if you, even if you're in a club, you see the guy is not really speaking to many girls. He's just standing there, a little bit more, more reserved. He looks good. There's something about him that you'd be like, oh, just go up to me and be like, hi, I'm I'm Denalva. How are you? What's your name? Mm. That's all it takes. From there, the guy is gonna feel pri- privileged and um, gassed because oh, a girl spoke to me and she moved to me and she was really friendly. Uh, He's likely to give you his number. If he doesn't give you his number, ask for the Instagram. If he doesn't give you Instagram, it's likely that he could be in a relationship. So you, you, there's so many ways of you kind of just seeing yeah, people yeah. for what they are if you approach first. And mm. you can meet a guy that is actually amazing because the guys that usually are the best husbands are the ones that are not out there looking for girls. They're not the ones that approach. They're the ones that are too busy and committed to their job, to their career, to themselves, mm. to even entertain women that like that. So if you approach a guy that is not really moving all over the place, you're likely to find your husband. Tell me, tell me the worst way you've been approached. <laughs> um, I'm curious. Because if she's, because if she has unlocked all the, uh, the male tactics. Yeah. Oh. This must be crazy to catch. Crazy to catch. Listen, I am. But not really, it's not hard to, to get my attention as well. You just, there's very specific ways. I might tell you the secret. One thing I hate, yeah. don't touch me, don't grab me. It's invasion of personal space. Yeah, yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Course, yeah. And from man to woman, for you to touch my body, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be a moment of arousal. I don't like it. Mm. Don't touch my skin, especially because I moisturize my skin. My skin is soft and supple. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> so hey. that's it. Like, hey. literally, don't hold me. Hey, that's a sponsor break right there. <laughs> literally. Get your shea butter. <laughs> no, but you see what I mean? Yeah. So, like, don't touch me. So, if you grab, like, for example, sometimes I like to just grab your arm as you're walking by or whatever. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. If the girl is walking by, you're not able to catch her attention. You'd rather wait for another moment to catch her attention. Or maybe tap on the shoulder. Tap on the shoulder will work best, but don't hold my uh, my hand. Don't hold my arm. Don't touch my waist. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Things like that are horrible. And a lot of guys like to grab your arm and be like, yo, what are you saying? I, I look at them up and down, and I'm like, and I look at my arm, so they know that I'm like, who on earth gave you permission to even grab my arm? But do you know what it is? I think it's because you might not even be from here. Do you know what I'm trying to Yo. say? Still, you can't do it. It's not allowed. I get it. But like, I might, I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Let's say yeah, if you were course. British and you were like from ends, mm-hmm. do you think the reaction might be this? Do you think it would be the same? 
Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm playing Nowadays, devil's advocate. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. is it because sometimes... Maybe, I'm just testing the words. I'm like, let me see the difference between... I don't know where it's like in Portugal. Do you see that? Like, do they, like, in Portugal, do they grab someone's arm? Like, um, like to be fair, Calaboca. <laughs> to be fair, in Portugal, it's slightly different because the cl- the culture is different. In Portugal, for example, when you greet people, you give two kisses, two kisses on the yeah, cheek, yeah, yeah, yeah. men yeah. to woman. Shoreditch could never do that. Um, in England, how in London, especially with all these London boys, how, how are you ever going to greet someone's girl and give them two kisses on the cheek? Culturally, in Portugal, it's fine, and there's bound, and there's no one really crosses yeah, yeah. the boundary. It's not that deep, but here it would never happen. See what I mean? Yeah. So I think like when we compare from country to country, again, it depends on culture. And I think that here in England, people tend to be tend to take advantage of the fact that here people greet with hugs. Hugs are also another thing that is a problem. Oh, you do, oh hugs. There's you think that's a problem? Speci- there's very specific ways of hugging. There's that that quick one. Like this, yeah, yeah. Fine, just a quick one where only the, the sh- you barely touch. It's just like yeah. awkward. Then there's the ones where the chest can touch. I don't like that because now you can feel my breasts. That's not good. Don't like the ones where they touch me on the waist. It's too much. You can feel my curves, so you can like. If you're going to hug you know me, how about yes. how about we just lock you away? How about that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like you can't <laughs> with, you can't still hug as a man. Realistically, mm. you should hug a girl. Over the shoulder. What, what, what about the way arm. I hugged you? Was that okay? The way I hugged no, you? No, it was fine. Yeah. You, if it's over the shoulder, usually there's a sign of respect because you're not trying to go below oh. when there's more intimacy. Over the shoulder, one arm, quick and easy. Not too much. Or you do the diagonal where, yeah, yeah. where you, your arm is not going to touch anywhere, but it's going to be like above the waist so you don't feel the curve and over the back. Why do I find that hilarious? It's true though. He's is yes, but I didn't realize there was like so many rules to just hug it. Like a hug is a hug to me, right? You never felt a hug, and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting like that. that yeah, too tight, yeah, yeah. or mm. too uh, with with a long, like a longing yeah, sensation. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, yeah, everything. And the <laughs> o- the only reason why I know that this thing is right is because I know the different ways that men will try to approach me, the way men will mm. touch me. And every single micro movement, every mm. single micro language means something. It's a sign that you give people. So I always say, if a guy's moving too much, too nuts and tries to give me a hug, I'll be like, above the waist, please. Make it a joke, mm. but you know. Yeah. Don't do that too much. Yeah. You see what I mean? I see. I and that. you create boundaries like that sometimes. And it's, it's quite nice. Most of the time, I'd like to, sh- to shake guys' hands as well. If it's just like a, a stranger that comes up to me, mm. be like, hey, what's your name? I'll be like, hi, I'm Denalva. What's your name? Nice to meet you. Get the hand out. That's it. Creates boundaries. It, it's like that's how, you know, you do it in business. Keeps the, a certain formality. Mm. You have to be very careful because socially, that it's the micro language that makes the whole difference. And that's why I, yeah. I feel like I can ha- I can speak to men because I've got this knowledge in place. So anytime a man approaches me, even if he comes with a different intention, I clear it straight up. You're, I don't even need to tell you. When I, re- when I reject guys, I reject with a smile. I'm nice about it. You see what I mean? You have to... So how would you like to get approached? Let's say you're walking down Shoreditch, just tap on the shoulder. Hello, what's your name? I like smiles and a lot of eye contact and say something that is completely original and outside the box so for example sometimes guys approach me and they talk about my energy or my style i like that okay and they hold my hand they'd be like hi my name is whatever what is your name i'm like i'm denalva and when they say their name they're smiling but not perfectly. They're just like, hi, I'm friendly. And they say their name and they, they look, they make eye contact. And when oh, they shake their hands. Man, they're trying. Yeah, they do. 
Yeah, because I put, <laughs> because I put my hand out, so they respond, yeah. innit? it? They shake my hand, and when they shake my hand, then they hold my hand for a bit long. It's not just like hi and let go. They hold my hand a bit longer and be like, "Nice to meet you, Denalva." They look in my eye and they smile and they say, "Well, I really like um, your energy. Your mm. your very vibrant. It's really good." Like. And then they they use that to then ask another question. Mm. But if you say if you smile at me and tell me your name and ask me my name and I tell you, it's great. That's it. And you just start conversation from there. And then usually it goes to what do you do? Things like that. Just remain friendly and smiley because that gives you confidence and the eye contact is important, but not too much. But you know, just be like, Hi, I'm this mm. person, this is what I do, what's your name? I wanna get to know your substance. Hold your substance so that the girl thinks, Oh, this guy must be a G. Because he's expecting things from me. It's mm. great. But nice and easy. And the worst way was the grabbing the don't, arm. Don't hold me. Don't oh. grab me. Don't touch me too much. Like, oh, I don't like it. I really don't. Oh, my God. Like, sometimes like there was a guy that um, grabbed my neck. Because uh. you know, a man grabbing your neck is very intimate. This is a very sexual sort of, like, um, the fuck gesture. Yeah. People move nuts out Bro, here. Oh, it was like I was saying, Rachel, it's bro, it's because you guys are normal, that's it. But there's a lot of guys that just move absolutely nuts, and then the more there are, there are like standard procedures to get in there, just just just. I was saying, Rachel, it's so simple, why can't you yeah. just it's just be respectful, don't 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 hold the girl, don't touch a girl in any way that you wouldn't touch your sister, that's it. That's that's the mindset I always that's what I tell people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you would speak like that to your sister, mm. if you touch your sister like that, then fine. How did you react to that? To what? To the to the neck grabbing. I I moved this hand. I said like, "What are you doing?" I I always my face. I'm very expressive. I frown and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Mm. They know I didn't like it. It's like I I'm very vocal. I don't feel uncomfortable to tell people I don't like what you're doing. And I think again, that's also another problem girls tend to have. They feel uncomfortable telling people, to be like, "Yo, don't yeah, do yeah. that." Like that, and I said, "You'd rather is you'd rather say no with a smile than to have to kind of silently comply to things that you don't want to do." You know, and that's why a lot of the time guys and girls have those kind of like sexual harassment issues or art charges and things like this because one person couldn't read the room, usually the man, and the other person couldn't. Uh, set boundaries and describe mm. what is actually happening. Mm -hmm. That's usually the woman. Mm -hmm. So you'll go to a whole situation. The guy's thinking, oh, yeah, it's so cool. She hasn't told me. I've touched her arm. I've touched her, her thigh. I've touched her neck. All the, all the sexual cues are there. She ain't said nothing. She ain't said no. She, she Then we keep going. And she keeps enabling you to kind of take it further. Of course, a guy is going to think, oh, I can do it. Yeah, it's fine. Mm -hmm. No, as women, it's our responsibility to tell the man them. Don't do that, please. Mm. Oh, right. smile, be like, no, don't do that. I don't, I don't know. I just don't really like it. Can you stop, please? Smile. Mm. It's really that easy. Because guys, they're visual. The 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 language, like the way girls speak, is not really something that they sometimes like pay attention to, or what they don't say. You know, what I mean, they need to be told no, yes, no, yes. Mm. And I think that helps communication from women is more important, like clear communication. Don't be afraid to tell a guy, no, don't touch me. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't like that. Why did you touch me? Like, don't hold me. Feel free to pull away your hand if a guy's trying to hug. Girl. It happens to me all the time. Sometimes, like, you'll be talking to somebody and then they'll try and hold my hand and I move it away and but continue speaking like this. You know, I find ways to dodge. And through my body language and me kind of avoiding certain things, they get the point without me sometimes even having to speak. I'm, I, and I still remain friendly and they still like me. 
it's great. Well, Amanda thinks that that builds confidence. Like, oh yeah, here's my like cue to. This is my first move. Like, this is this is what I'm gonna do to jump yeah. in. Yeah, you test the waters. That's the thing. That's how a man will be able to, um, you know, but, get a girl yeah, to bed. That's... They test the waters. They'll be like, okay, I said hi. She said hi back. I asked her for her number. She gave it. Okay. Uh, not only that, asked for her number. The conversation continued. The, the eye contact is then. She's smiley. Great. Mm. I touched her. She didn't move. She didn't react, which means that's allowing me to maybe try another one. She allowed me again. Okay. She's letting me touch her. Hmm. And then that's how it builds. Men are constantly testing the water. That's why I know like how a guy gets to the point that even he can have a, a one night stand like that. It's crazy. And sometimes like one good trick that the guys use on some of the girls is that girls have a fantasy a lot of the time or they have sexual desires and needs, right? So if you as a man approach a girl with direct like, well, you know, you're hot as hell. I think you're super good looking yeah. and I'd like to sleep with you. Take it or leave it. Sorry if I offended you, but I'm just saying. Listen, a lot of time, the girl will be like, well, he's not that bad. He's straightforward with it. He may be a player, but at least he's honest. And some of them go for it. That's it. That's all it takes. I think it's preference, though. It's like it's what, if that's what they're into, then. Bro, yeah. it works a lot. Mm. Literally, because this is the thing. A lot of the time, girls want certain things and they're not willing to ask for it because of the shame that they may feel towards themselves. Mm. So if a guy approaches them with that sort of like, I don't mean to offend you, but I really want you. Do you want it? They, most girls don't take offense. That. If they don't want to be like, lol, you're crazy. If they want it, they'll be like, mm, what do you mean? <laughs> 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 That's another social cue. What do you mean? Like, what? You're crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. All right, let's jump to it. Let's jump yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. What yeah. does that mean? You know exactly what that means. Yeah. It's the same thing as, you know, those awkward conversations or those awkward moments where it's like, you're with the girl that you're linking. You, there's nothing else. Mm. I had this conversation with the guys the other day. Mm. There's like a girl that you're linking and you're going to her house you're going over for the thing right for the for the the the, the things things and you have to sit there and have an awkward conversation and pretend that you even have conversations before you build up to go and do the dirty you skip that all of that and you just keep it very honest like do you want it or not mm. and sometimes that that helps out some guys but you have to be you have to really I have can't the just say do you want it or not? i can't what that's if you want not one night stands or like a quick f buddy it's not obviously to find the wife. I think mine is more... How do you pull girls? Tell me. How do I pull girls? Yeah, like, what's your technique? And then I'll be able to kind of, like, give you some pointers here and there. How do I pull girls? Okay, from history, mm -hmm. it's always been, like, it's not me talking. It's more just the vibe, the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Read the room. Mm -hmm. That's good. Read the room. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I think it's the vibe yeah. I get from... So you read the room, you just mind your business a bit more and, and you, then, you approach if it's right. And then they start to get closer and I'm like, oh, cool, this is my cue. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, I'm you, not, are, are you on it? No. Are you from these ends? Are you from yeah, these what ends? Are you saying? Are you, what are you saying? You're beautiful, you know. Shut the fuck up. Your legs You're still. making <laughs> the man them look so bad, you mug. And a lot of them do that. A lot of them do that. Girls like romance as well. I saw this guy one time in my area. He was running laps. To get to the girl and was like, Oh, you're from these ends. Well, fuck it, she just came out. You saw her come out of her yard. 
Oh, it's terrible. Or when they when that happens a lot, unless unless you're you're going to put in that effort to chase the girl, and when you see her, you make like a really grand gesture, sort of speech, be like, "Listen, I saw you from over there. You're absolutely stunning," mm. and I ran all the way here. I don't care if you give me your number or not. I just want to tell you, you're beautiful. What is your name? Fab. But if you're running after a girl and you're like, "Oh my God, you're so beautiful," you know, what's your number? Oh my God, you're a pervert. Like weirdo, get away from me! It's too overwhelming because you haven't given that chance to let things breathe, let it take its time. It's very yes. like, yeah, you, you gotta take time. Girls are sensitive, mm, very. Um, we're actually coming near the end. Let me ask you. I okay. basically all my guests who've appeared in January. Mm-hmm. I want to ask them. Cool. Twenty twenty three. What is the plan? Where do you see yourself? Changes as well that you've realized in 2022 that you don't want to carry on to 2023. Mm. Okay, so 2023 for me is going mm. to be about um, continuing to water the seeds I planted last year mm. and nurture them so that I can pick the fruit nice and ripe this year. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Continue to build on what I've already created so that I can get the results. Mm. And then in terms of changes, I think it's literally understanding that Tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Therefore, mm. stay very cautious and attentive to the friend group you have around you. I think those are the two things that for 2023 are going to be massive for me. Mm, okay. And New Year's re- resolution? New Year's resolution is to build a routine. I think I'm too free and spontaneous that mm. my routine gets like, yeah. you know, messed up. But I'm trying my best. So I've signed up to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Signed up to the gym. I gym seriously this year. I need to. I need to pattern up. I have to pattern up. Yeah, I bought loads of plastic containers for meal prep. I oh, did an you're online. It seriously, shop. seriously, it's not like here and there. It's like, but it's it's tricky. Yeah, though. you're trying. You're trying. I'm I, trying. At least you're trying. And and you know what it is as well. Like a lot of people will be saying, "Oh, D, can we do this? Oh, do we have this project? This that." So I, as I work through the day. Mm. Then in the evening, I'm all taken anyways. I'm mentally exhausted. So my routine is like all over, but I'm trying to grab it and, you know, elevate with routine. But that's the only thing, really. I'm completely... Dee, thank you so much for coming on. Thank Thank you you. for your time. Thank you for everything. Everyone, please like, comment, subscribe. Specs, thank you so much. Dee, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. What a lovely conversation. Thank you. I'll put your socials in the link down below as well so they can find